Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis. And hello, Newburgh. Guess what? It is Friday once again, and it is time. Welcome for to Groundhog Day. City Talk, and I just can't believe every other day is Friday. Every That's other day true. is Friday. Every other day is Friday, it seems like, and another week has passed us by, but boop, boop. still the same. We are here. We are ready, and it's time to talk. So. <laughs> it is. What are, I don't You know, uh, did you watch that debate last night? I know we're not a national thing. We, we, yes, it, I did. Um, I, I went in and out, so I did better because the first one, even the town halls after that, I just I couldn't watch. I just couldn't watch. Just the whole formatting and everything drove me nuts. But um, this one, you know, was much better. I was able to watch it. I didn't have to flip through too well, much. So. I, 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 <laughs> just, I was busy doing other things, so I wasn't there intently listening. I was doing other things, as always. I don't think anybody in the history of the world has ever said this, but I would like to say thank you to Suddenlink for not connecting my cable, not connecting <laughs> my TV, not connecting anything <laughs> so that we couldn't. Look. Thank you, Suddenlink, for not, not doing what you were never going to supposed to do in the first place you know place. that's a great topic for us to talk about let me talk about that because that's been a recurring issue on facebook this week and next door neighbor i'm seeing and i really want to address something as far as the city is concerned so sudden link it's terrible disconnected yeah, yeah so bad and everybody complains about them um there's all these other nobody's in charge over there i mean it's terrible so one thing first of all the city of new Bern, has nothing to do with Link. Unfortunately, about maybe 15 years ago, the state legislature, in their wonderful wisdom, took the power away from a city to select a carrier or to get involved in that kind of business. So we, we cannot choose them. We cannot give out a contract. In years gone by, we were able to do that, and we can't go into the cable business. So... Well, Suddenlink shouldn't go into the cable business either. They shouldn't. So no, anyway, wait. Why can't we go into the cable business? Because of a, a, an agreement from the state legislature. The state, they barred it, you know, barred it, and you know, um, conflicts and all this other stuff. So what happens is, of course, Suddenlink came in. They laid down all the the fiber and the cables. Where I don't see it. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, now you can't bring competition in. So if somebody else wanted to come in and start their own cabling company, they'd have to lay their own fiber and, and it's just cost prohibitive so that's why we're stuck with Suddenlink. so their service that ought to be their new that ought to be their, their new motto hard to talk to and then they close their office here in new Bern, so you have to go to greenville to return your box and this that and the other now so wait does that mean we can... posted said uh it's only closed due to COVID, and that's not the case. that is we not under, true that is not true we understand that they have closed the new Bern office they're regionalizing it so greenville is their hub and that is disgraceful. Is I, I, so well, please, I want people to understand that as a city official, you know, I am constantly, I can't tell you how many meetings that I have been involved in with Suddenlink. They actually have people who will meet with you or do you have to call we India? Did. I mean, we do. What village are you from? I'm not from a village. And it is where we've gotten nowhere. We've gotten absolutely nowhere. So I'm I'm just as disgusted as everybody else, to be honest with you. A month and a half. If you're unhappy about Suddenlink, you know, I would call the governor, I would call the Better Business Bureau, and I would, you know, the problem is we don't have much choice other than going to CenturyLink. I have and, an idea for that. Huh? I have an idea for that. Go ahead, knock yourself out. So Google loves to lay fiber in places, especially cutting edge places that do unique things. And I can't think of a more unique place than Newburn. 
I bet if we pulled some strings or made a couple of phone calls, because I know, you know, Buddy's connected in places and everybody's got connections everywhere, so we could do- probably get Google to come out here and oh, think about it. We I'm can't gonna- bring them. I just formed a committee. And you're the chair. I'm the committee of one. <laughs> if, if Google is listening, come down here, please. Hello, Google, on the YouTube. You know, you're speaking. laughing, Charles, but um, I will take care of that Tuesday night at a board of aldermen meeting, and I will call you, and we will have a committee, because I well, can't. My I'll find a committee You know, you're right. Sure. There's got to be a way around it. I can't take it anymore. But I that reminds me of something. Hold on. A Maybe month... it's better in Greenville, because their office is there, but it stinks in Newburn. A month and a half ago, I called Suddenlink to have them come out and connect a new house, Right. Just connect a new house to lay a cable down. I get there, and this is what I put on Facebook this week. I get there, and um, the, the appointment's there, and you have to be available all this time. So the guy comes out, and he shows up with a pickup truck. It looked like it came right off of Walton's Mountain. I half expected blue. And he goes, he comes, he, he finds me, and he goes, you need a cable laid. I was like, yeah, I know. That's why you're here. He goes, well, I'm a hand digger. I said, What? Because I'm a hand digger. That's Better be real it. careful seeing that word in 2020. Yeah, well, he said, uh, I can't dig 250 feet. You need a truck digger. I was like, what? A truck digger? I said, can you call me a, can you call me a truck digger? Well, I can call one, but I'm a hand digger. I, apparently, there is a hand digger union that goes back to John Henry that allows <laughs> them to dig, like, what is it, 15 feet, but no more than 61 feet? And he kept saying hand digger. And from then I had another truck or another hand digger come out. Then people came out to connect it up to my, to my actual appliances. And the guy shows up with this little pocket protector and he goes, why you don't even have a line here. I can't connect anything. I said, I know the hand digger said he was calling a truck digger. I mean, it's terrible. So, so, you know, a comment, Never had they, gotten a truck they told this person, yet. my connectivity issues are because of a weak main line. Well, it's your weak main line. You own that line, fix it. So that's the thing. And that's what frustrates me when I read Facebook is the misinformation. Yeah. Everybody want to, cause you put your post on there. Oh, it's just city lining their pockets and the city did this and the city did that. Um, and you know, it's not true. We have no control. If we did believe me, I mean, people who know me, believe me, I would be on this like white on rice if it was something the city controlled because it's terrible. But, um, you know, I really believe we need to try to do something because I have never seen so many complaints about a business before I would, uh, my I would love to so chair that just, committee. I think it's crazy. You are the chair of that committee already. I would already. love that. Yes. I would love that. Absolutely. Okay. So, and the, you know, and the problem gonna... is there is, there does not appear to be anybody in charge at suddenly you ask for a manager. Well, there is no manager. Uh, there's got to be a manager. Somebody's in charge. Well, no, it's there's terrible. no manager. Give me, give me all, your It's supervisor. all in how you talk. It's all in how you talk to the customer terrible, service. Terrible, people. terrible. Well, it just drives me nuts. Um, but Hey, welcome to Friday. Welcome to our show. We really on, got the, off on it pretty quick. Who's but... the carrier here, Charles? Here? Suddenlink. Are we still on the air? Oh, yes. Are we still on the air? They dare not. That's because they're not listening. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. Actually, you know, we were we did pretty good up until the power went out. Remember Florence? Suddenlink held in there until we lost power. Yeah. You know, and then, then I'm pretty sure there's still fiber. So I don't know who the fiber is that goes to the cell towers. But whoever that was, that infrastructure was pretty good. If we had power, I think we would have had internet. It's just when you expect to have internet that suddenly suddenly fails. Yeah. So love me, love me some Diane because she's just you and I just have to go to lunch sometime, Diane. Yeah, anyway, Diane, let's get together she, and talk. She said they had three suddenly tank texts come out over a year ago. One hundred and twenty dollars later, the third tech said all the lines from the house to the pole in Ghent need to be replaced. 
So, Suddenlink, you're getting your payment every month from all of us. Fix the lines. It's their responsibility. Do you Lots know of when the digger. city? You need a hand digger. Yeah, when the city has to replace, um, like electric lines or do something with our poles or even try to move things underground, the holdup always is Suddenlink because they go on to our poles and our wiring, and it's just it's been a mess. Well, let me tell you something about the about the city of New Bern Electric. Um, awesome, aren't they? Yes. Thank you. Charlie Burchard is the man. I'm, I just let me let me tell you fire. let me tell you because we wanted we wanted electric to the new house because like we like lights and stuff, so we called them. They the came. Campfires weren't getting it. Yeah, the campfires <laughs> weren't getting it. So we the, we Can called the leave? we called the city. We talked to the the city about getting the electric permit. Four days later, they came out with an actual truck digger and they dug a trench. And you know what they put in there? electric wire yeah, it's right. pretty simple yeah it's pretty simple suddenly dig it put a wire in there bury it yeah take it <laughs> yeah so um anyway we we've got you know as always a good show um we do yes you know that um as we talked about last week we had um clint Rowe. clint Rowe on there last week and we invited the candidates we want the candidates to come and we do to us yes oh so this morning <laughs> and we want to hear what's going on. So this morning, we have invited Brenda George, who is a candidate for the Superior Court judge seat, correct? Right. And um, while I, I know Miss George, I don't know her as well as I know her husband, Bernard George. I've worked with him for many years in the city. Bernard was, George is a wonderful, wonderful man. He is a wonderful, wonderful man. man. He uh, was the zoning administrator for many years, and we were always glad to uh, have him there because when I needed something, he would answer his phone. Bernard? <laughs> yes, he would always answer. So that's that's the good thing. So welcome to City Talk, Brenda. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Let the voters meet you right now and understand who you are and, and then why you're running for the seat. Okay. Uh, as you said, my husband is Bernard George. I live here in New Bern uh, with him. Uh, I moved here from Raleigh. We got married about six years ago. I had worked for 27 years with the North Carolina General Assembly as a uh, legislative lawyer. So um, when this uh, opportunity came up uh, in the opening for a superior court judge and I uh, talked with some people concerning it and they asked me about running and I agreed to do it. What does a legislative lawyer do? Well, I work for primarily for the judicial uh, committees, judiciary committees in the House and the Senate. Um, we draft legislation. We advise the members regarding proposed legislation, answer questions, uh, do analyses uh, of legislative changes, and um, that sort of thing. Do you still have contacts up there? Yes. Can you talk to them about suddenly? <laughs> Well, actually, when I heard the conversation, it reminded me about uh, one of the positions that I, one of the responsibilities I had was with the Technology Committee, uh, which was chaired for a time by Senator Tom Tillis, and uh, he talked about a lot about then about a level playing field in terms of whether um, municipalities should go into um, pr providing uh, cable services because right. there was always that tension between. Right. And I think and and that's why they changed the law, so that mm -hmm. we would have no control. The only thing I don't like is that, you know, there's no competition. Mm -hmm. So it makes it really difficult. They do kind of hold a monopoly. It's their lines. Nobody wants to come in and do that. But those are the kind of things that really have to go to a higher yeah. level that have yeah. been taken out of our hands. And uh, I know you're not allowed to give advisory opinions, but if you are <laughs> elected to Superior Court, will you outlaw Suddenlink? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I know it's frustrating sometimes. I'm a sudden link customer myself, so yeah. So you, all right, so you, you you feel our pain, then, right? <laughs> you wrote legislative language. You you advised on le- legislative language. Mm-hmm. Is there any are there any particular bills out there that you are most proud of um, uh, that that you worked on? Well, I did a lot with uh, victims' rights and victims' compensation, and I think that setting up the structure uh, after we passed the. Uh, the Victims' Rights Amendment, setting up the um, legislative structure for those rights. Uh, for for those out for those out there who don't know, I, I mean, I know what it is, but I'm going to pretend like I don't. <laughs> Mr. Lawyer. <laughs> for those out there who don't know what the victims' rights they, the issue that you're talking about, tell everybody what that is. Well, it it provided it actually changed the Constitution to make restitution one of the um, um, not punishments, but one of the consequences of criminal um, conviction. It, it uh, gives victims the rights to be heard in court uh, after a, a criminal offense has occurred, and it also gives those rights to the survivors of victims if they've uh, been killed as a result of criminal right, activity. As well as things. Are you a native North Carolinian? Yes. Okay, uh, so where, where do you come from? Again, I want people right. to know who you are because being a local judge, Superior Court, well, you're over a district mm-hmm. in several counties, but right. people need to know who you are and um, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> well, I was born in Laurenburg. My parents are, were from Maxton, North Carolina. That's in Robinson County, a small town about 40 miles uh, south of Fayetteville. Okay. And then my father was a United Methodist minister, so we moved around quite a bit. So I lived in Johnston County. I lived in, uh, graduated from high school in Oxford. Okay, and then I great. attended college uh, at Shaw University in Raleigh and went to law school at UNC Chapel Hill. Okay. All right. So that, you know, again, people understanding. So what motivated you other than the position was open to want to run for this seat? Well, these are are really challenging times for our state and for the citizens, um, for our country as as a whole. And I think that uh, an independent and strong judiciary is very uh, important. And with the increasing politicization of everything, it just seems to be. I've I've worked around politics all my life, but sometimes it just it just seems to be more polarized than it has been in the past. So, I had some concern that um, the judiciary needs to be free of uh, those kind of partisan politics, and I, I felt that because of my background and the fact that I had to be nonpartisan, impartial, not really have an opinion and not express opinions on uh, laws that I thought it would be a good fit. Um, So you had to work with, uh, in the legislature, you had to work with Democrat and Republican. Right. And they would come to you and say, hey, we have an idea for a bill. And what you you did, would you you do the research, probably, like, probably a lot of case law research, constitutional research, and then you'd go, all right, well, this this is what the law says we can do. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're Democrat. This is what the law says we can do. Yes. That'd be a horrible position to be in. <laughs> well, it can be tough, and you have to really work hard to, to establish yourself and earn trust. But over the years, I, I was able to do that. Because they're always trying to get you to, like, hey, let's bend it a little this way, let's bend yeah. it a little that way, and you got to go, nope, i got I got to please everybody. Well, you know, um, and, and it goes on uh, throughout the process from the time it's introduced through committees where we staffed it. So we had to work with both sides and usually working with both sides to come up with the um, with the end result as well. So we work for the sponsor for a while, then we work for the committee, and then we work 
for the two sides together. I'm going to show you what a, I'm, I'm so kind of out of the whole frame here. Is is the seat you're running for, is it a partisan, is it, are you, do you run based on party? Is it just a nonpartisan? No, they're, um, the it, judicial elections now are partisan. Are partisan. And that, I guess that's the, the bad case, mm -hmm. because I think if you're going to be an independent and you want to strive for an independent judiciary, people should run independently of a party or a, a, a ideology because it would just then it shows the true nature of the person you know yeah. trying to well, do that I, w I wish we could one of the things they teach I wish we get rid of all of it period no one of the people things they one of the things people. they teach you in law school is that you know you got you you got your uh, tricameral three out three separate branches of government right the Congress has the money uh, mm -hmm. the Congress has the money the president has the army the only thing the, the only thing the judiciary has they don't have an army they don't have money the only thing they have is, is legitimacy the no the and it is legitimacy and if their law and you know you go back to Marbury versus Madison they didn't have a way of they didn't have a way of enforcing these laws because mm -hmm. you can't go they, they couldn't send their their supreme court uh, army out to enforce the laws so the only thing that they had and the only thing that what i understand is being said here is is an independent judiciary has legitimacy when the legitimacy of that institution is gone that's when chaos is gone and right now i gotta tell you for probably since since i've been alive the independence of the supreme court judiciary has been attacked and it is not the that judiciary is and it's becoming less and less legitimate all the time which uh is it's part of the is part of what's going on but our supreme court if they're listening has become less and less. They do. No, they're, they're listening. Yeah, but they've become less and less legitimate over the past seventy years than than ever, and that's bad thing for our country. Hold on, we just got a we got a text message. Of, um, that Supreme Court's calling. So, oh, change and the weight of it, you know, realize makes people realize that there's more involved in party politics. I, I would hope right. our constitution, constitution is involved right. yeah, a lot right. more, and that's what we have to do. Is Father, that's why you know I. I never want to venture outside of the city of New Bern as far as my political career because I don't want to have to t take a side. I want to just represent people. Um, and you know, everybody knows what my party is, and, and that doesn't matter. What matters is the job that you can do, mm -hmm. and I hate that people want to draw a line, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. You can serve, and you can do the right thing. That mm -hmm. should be all that matters. Well, I, I mean, you, you take something that, that we used to have. It was called, um, I don't, you remember your constitutional law? Did we, used, <laughs> did we we used to have things called amendments, right? Oh yeah, we still and, do. <laughs> and oh, we still do. And the yeah. Fourth Amendment wasn't yeah. wasn't that an amendment once? Search and seizure, yeah. That said, you have a, a, a you're protected against right. unreasonable search and seizures. Mm -hmm. That's just gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't well, know. I don't know. So? How do you feel about Fourth Amendment law the way it stands today? Well, you know, I'm so glad I'm, we have an attorney <laughs> on the show. You've got Zoom. I'm an everyday person. You know, go ahead and answer the question, but I want to talk about with everyday people. I don't know the law. I think the, <laughs> you should know the law because it's it applies to it you is. too, Sabrina Bengal, and you, Sudden Link, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it is very important. I I was uh, thinking at, at during the last few days how important it is that people know what their constitutional rights, uh, and some people think they know. But they don't really get the. They know the small the part, and they it. spin yeah. it. <laughs> but it is important. The Constitution is the bedrock of our legal system, and I think that um, when courts, you know, judges don't have a lot of uh, leeway. You have to follow the Constitution and the law. Um, but I think it's the way that 
that it's done. Sometimes people just need to understand why you do what you do. Oh, that's, that is understand this. And imagine how many people don't understand this already. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> Use it. I hear you. But you this know, is not legal advice. When you talk to people, they say the hardest thing about going to vote is the judges mm -hmm. because they don't typically know a lot about it and they're mm -hmm. not sure. And I think that's a shame. So I really appreciate that you wanted to step up and come and speak to people today because it is confusing. They don't understand. Um, you know, it's hard to say where you stand because you can't stand anywhere, you know, until a case is before yeah. you and you review it and you, you apply the principles that you're supposed to apply. You can't say you're going to be one way or the other. All right, give me, give me a really hypothetical. No, I'm just Not saying. guilty. That's how I would rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you, you want to win your case. <laughs> no, if I was the judge, it'd be not guilty. Oh, I don't know so, about that. <laughs> can you um, uh, explain to people, too, what a superior court judge does? So what cases you would have coming okay. before you. You're not going to hear uh, traffic tickets and other things right. like that. The Superior Court uh, usually involves uh, civil um, matters if they involve over $25,000. They also hear uh, felonies, and they also hear appeals from district court um, misdemeanors and, and um, other cases. So. And you represent uh, an area, the district is just not New Bern and Craven right. County. District 3B includes Carteret, Craven, and Pamlico, and okay. it's part of uh, Division 2, which stretches all the way over to Robinson County. And sometimes they do send those judges to other places. Right. Because I remember when Ken Crow was the Superior Court judge, you know, he was in places that weren't Craven Carter and Pamela Oh, they sent him to Wilmington. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I didn't realize you could do that. I figured if you represented that district, you stayed yeah. in that district. There are like but. 15 counties in the division, and the judges rotate every six months so that they don't um, develop conflicts in their home district. I see, um, I see. And there's some judges who uh, pride themselves on being centurions. They, pri they have done cases in all 100 counties. Seriously. Seriously, that's it's you, the old. And you can do that as a superior court judge. You can go to other, uh, other counties it's, across it's up the to state. The, it's up to the AOC, administrative office of the mm -hmm. courts, but they can they can send you to different counties. And they have uh, special superior court judges that that go on that. In as well. What has been your experience on the campaign trail? Well, it's been interesting this year because of the pandemic. You don't have the kind of face-to-face -face interaction with voters that you would normally have. So we've had a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, we've had some um, small interactions, but it's just a, a totally strange time, time, isn't it? Really yeah. a strange. So you strange have to rely time. a lot on mailings and um, phone calls, phone banks. If folks want to find out more about you, are you on the internet, a Facebook page, a web page, anything like that? Yes, we do have a web page. It's B George. Judge.com. Uh, we Is also it F -O -R have F-O-R Judge. Okay. okay. And we also have a Facebook page uh, that's Be George for Judge. And they can contact you, get more information, donate all that, all of the above yes, that for for candidates. Because I know how important we both know how important it is when you're running a campaign that you do have to have funds to to get the word out and to do what you have to do. Yes, there's a grassroots you know, effort, mm -hmm. but you still need all of the above. I would have made your slogan, let George do it. Remember that yeah. play from the time you were, you were kids? <laughs> let George do it. Yeah, yeah. where's George? I remember. 
That's the one I should have talked to you before. Yeah, everybody should. Before you go off on your campaigns, I'm I'm amazing at that. So we have a listener right now and just says, thank you, Miss George, for agreeing to be interviewed. Very informative. So, you know, like we said, um, we're we're not having one candidate or the other. We just invite all candidates. And I want to continue to stress if there's other candidates out there for whatever the position is, you know, please... Um, you know, let us know and, and reach out to us because we're happy to have people get on. That's how people know you. I'm getting a lot of comments that say, you know, had no idea, didn't know who you were, glad to hear. So I think this is this is good that thank you for requesting to come on. What is it about okay. your background that 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 qualifies you to be a, a, a superior court judge? I think that's a good question. Well, uh, one of the main things that I had to be at the General Assembly was uh, what one of my colleagues called unflappable, that I don't get excited about things. You seem very animated right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to say, since I've known you, you do seem very, very (laughs) I think we could flap her. It was good. I I never know what you're thinking, so that's good. I'm pretty level. Yeah. You know, we have to keep a straight face. We can't, you know, laugh. Let's let's see if we can flap her. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I say like my husband, Steve, he's got the best poker face in town because you never know what he's thinking. So, so you know, being, being actually open-minded and uh, level-headed, I think, and being able to distinguish, uh, you know, facts from fiction. Uh, yeah, well. It's getting harder and harder to do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, do you have some questions on your, on your line? I'm not monitoring questions. You guys have been doing pretty good about okay, it. Okay, thank you. I, thank I thought we, uh, we have been doing really good. Um, it, you know, I just, I also, of course, being a woman, I love to see women step up and get out there. Uh, you know, right now, I don't know what the balance of the court is, but I don't think we've had a, I don't know of a woman superior court judge in this district before that, in my 40 years since mm-hmm. I've been here, I don't know. We have Judge known. Alexander, who is a district court judge. Yeah, the, mo- the, all the women that I've known that have been judges have been in the district court mm-hmm. level. Not in, I may be wrong, but uh, I'm just trying to think back. Do you can you think of any and th- that are out of this district? No, uh, I can't. I can't think of any female um, superior court judges. There's yeah. there's so, one. Yo, go women! You know, I mean, it's time for us to step up. And why is that important? Well, you know, Buddy yells at me all the time. He says, "Stop the woman thing." You know, he says I make him mad because I talk about women all the time. But you know, this is while we do have a foothold. This is the way I feel. Is that. We're always still behind the ball. I could walk into a room. I could be in conversation. And while I may have the best idea and the oh, best Oh, come on, way honey. You got forward, the best idea? No, I'm just going to say this. The men, you know, will, you know, yeah, just let her talk. <laughs> you know, that's the way I feel. And then if that man came up with the same idea, they'd be all over it. And I just sometimes I just feel like I'm a step behind. And I, I, I don't know why. It's, it just seems I have to work twice as hard to prove the same thing. I don't know. I and don't and it's, that that's, it's just, that, that's not, that's not, um, that's not incorrect. And I, I think that's a, it's a bad, it's a bad way that our society is. It's evolving, but you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, you, you're accurately stating what the, what it is. And to the greatest extent, I think that people should not act that way. And right. they should realize that. Uh, and I don't know why it's, I don't know why our culture evolved that way. And the same thing goes with, you know, the same thing. I see a lot of, you know, the let's just be let's just step into it there's a disproportionate amount of um young african-american men that i see in my office and i and i see in my office for for crimes and i tell them just what you were just saying it's like look you know 
you have to be 10 times better than your white counterpart. It, it sucks, but that's yeah. the reality of it. It, it does suck. And that's kind of the way it is with being a woman in a leadership position. So, you know, again, we have to work twice as hard and, and get ourselves out there working and doing. But again, you know, I have no I have no problem working in a man's world. That's it seems like that's all I've done and I can succeed. I just have to work a little harder. And, you know, I, I again, I say this to Buddy and because we, you know, he's gotten into the political world. I said, you have the advantages. I can't go and, you know, play 18 holes of golf with the guys. And that's where a lot of the... Buddy golf does, or I'm sure in the case, you know, you'll see men's groups and they'll go off and have their Saturday morning talks or whatever. And a lot of the business and the things happen in those little conclaves or, you know, they go for a beer and they can say, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. That's not who I am. I don't think it's appropriate. So I have to find other ways to get to these groups of people to work with them. That's all right. Well, then let's ask what 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 about a is there not uh, a women's group? (laughs) Like I know women. They're all over the place. So I love this. Thank you, Geneva. A loud, passionate woman is called hysterical. (laughs) A loud, passionate man is called Libetus. I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> right. I do think that sometimes we put uh, additional pressure on ourselves to sort of fit into the culture that surrounds us. Yeah. And, so, and I think that women, African Americans, other minorities tend to do that, to, to press themselves a little harder, trying to prove themselves. Yeah. When all they have to do is the just do the good and job. Just and just be yourself just, and yeah, do it. I, I, I think you're right. And you know, as I have matured in the years and gotten older, I, I find that to be the case that I just want to go out and do the very best job. Mm-hmm. I can't, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Mm-hmm. And I can't worry. I have to stay in that middle, mm-hmm. middle lane and, and go that way. But, you know, it, it really does kind of, you know, change the way you think sometimes about what, what, different things. Let's just ask, let's just, what, um, what perspective being a woman, we you guys opened it. So, is there is there a, a female perspective that you would bring to the job? No, because um, you know she's I not don't a female. Know that it's that so much as the uh, that the public has a sense of identity uh-huh. sometimes when they can identify with the with the judge or feel like the judge is really listening and looking at them as human beings and not just as a number or just as a case. And I think that maybe they get that feel sometimes from a woman. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that empathy is valued by men. <laughs> so, uh, we're trying. I'm trying. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually in therapy for it right now. But, uh, you know, it seems that people, people think that that's a, a soft word when it's really not. It's an ability to just to see things from a different perspective other than your own and realize that your view is not the only view. Right. Um, and, and you know, and that's how, it's what consensus is all mm-hmm. about, and that's what really good government is all about, where you can sit at a table and find consensus, mm-hmm. consensus even if you have a strong opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and you can have that strong opinion. I always, I've learned the lesson over the many years that the, if the opinion isn't based in fact, you can just throw it out the window because it's never going to get any place as long as you have the facts to back you up. How's um, early voting going? I'm sure you're out there oh, yeah. every day at the, what, we have five locations? There are five locations in, in uh, Craven County, and we uh, there are also four in 
Carteret and then one in Pamlico. So that's a lot to... of lot of places to cover. Let me tell you, it's hard enough to co cover one polling place, yeah. let alone all of those. So um, I hear people are really coming out. Do you people see? are. It's slowing down a little. It was extremely busy last week, and it's kind of gotten a uh, little more um, measured this week. But people are still coming out. The flow is steady. Well, and that's good. And we want to remind everybody that um, early voting is is happening. You need to get out. Let's talk about Craven County because that's where we're at right now. You can go to the county administrative um, building. You can go out to Burn Square. You can go to Cove City, to the fire department there, Cove mm -hmm. City. You can go to um, Vanceboro, their fire department, and Havelock, I believe it's a church. And I yes, New Beginnings. New Beginnings Ministries um, there. So those are the five locations. Also remember, if you're not registered, you may go during this period only. You can register and vote all in the same right. you know, motion. So if you're not registered and you want to get out and vote, this is your opportunity to do so. Um, once early voting's over and election day comes, then you must go to your polling place and you must be registered at that point. You can't register to vote once election day comes. So that's why we're urging people to really get out, early vote, uh, and take advantage of it. I think it's a good thing that we uh, we have this opportunity. You know, my family's from New York. My sister. Really? They're from New York. Yeah, like, we don't hear that all the time. And you went to ECU. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so uh, my sister's here visiting right yeah, now. She is. Yeah. And she, um, you know, is amazed at the early voting because they don't have early voting oh. in New York. So everything is geared to Election Day. And. You know, I think we get a much better turnout having early voting mm -hmm. because it allows people the flexibility to get out and vote and you don't feel so pressured if it's a work day, if it's a rainy day, whatever. So I think it's really a, a good thing that mm -hmm. we, we have this and we're, you know, it's working. I think it is working because people are getting out to vote and that's what we want. We want people's voices to be heard. Um, other, other comments why people should vote for you? Well, I, I think your that case. <laughs> state your case. <laughs> I do bring knowledge, experience and wisdom. And I think that all three are important in a position like this. I've worked uh, with the general statutes from front to back at, during my tenure at the legislature. So I, I, I know the law. I'm comfortable with it. Uh, the Constitution is uh, has always been important to me ever since I read it as a child. The preamble stayed with me all those years, uh, well, well before I ever thought about going to law school. So it, it's important to me that we do exercise our, our right to vote. The vote, your vote is your voice, um, and people fought so long and so hard for the right to vote. We were just uh, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the women's right to vote. Absolutely. And then looking at, you know, uh, women now comprise more than 50% of the electorate. So um, it's uh, it's an amazing opportunity that we have to uh, speak out. And, and, our, and mm -hmm. our system of justice almost requires it because uh, they fought because they realized that there was no justice without the vote. So it is important. Uh, absolutely. So we had a question. Um, somebody's saying they heard that write-in votes for North Carolina don't count. That is not true. You can you can write in. The reason when they say it doesn't count, the likelihood that somebody mm -hmm. could win is probably diminished because it's very difficult yeah. on a write-in campaign to win. But, yes, you can write in any name on any ballot, and it does count. You know, that write-in may only have – 
your only vote and maybe have a dozen, but you certainly have the right to do I'm it. I'm writing you in for president. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so then we have the only downside to early voting is finding info or learning things between voting and electric de- uh, election days. Um, she says, I'm a little upset that I didn't know who Miss George was. And as much as I'm impressed with her, I already cast my vote. So I guess that is the hard part. Mm-hmm. Once voting starts, you know, um, people rush to it. And they don't have all the facts. Mm-hmm. So it may be that we need to do a better job. Well, get, put your website on. out there one more time. Be George for Judge, F-O-R, Judge.com. Okay. And Facebook page? Is Be George for Judge. Okay. So get out there. Learn more about these candidates if you had not voted yet. If you have, you know, and you like what you see or you want more information, pass it on to friends who have not voted yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what this is all about is talking to others. And, you know, I say, hey, you go to vote, bring five people with you. That's the way we get, mm-hmm. <laughs> we win elections. You can't anymore do that. <laughs> yeah, they have to stand behind you six feet. So How are you going to put them in your car? Yeah. Why can't I put them in my car? Oh, they're not socially distanced? Yes. Uh, you know, I'm in the other camp. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I saw a yard sign and said, uh, I early voted. Where y'all at? So yeah. that's the question. That's, a, that's a great sign. That is a great sign. Well, we wish you a lot of luck, and um, we're glad that you – came on today because I, based on all the comments online here right now, people are very interested in what you have to say and are are happy to have learned more about you. So all I right. think this was a good thing and um, give Bernard our best. And is he enjoying retirement? Yeah, I think he is. Or is he busier he's now? busy right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Hold on, is that why you're running so you can get out of the house? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he's supporting my campaign. <laughs> yeah. Because they say once you retire, you get you're usually busier than when you were working. Yeah. So that 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 does happen. But um, okay. Um, All right. Well, thank you for no, having. Thank me. you very much. God bless thank you, you very much for just, coming in. You know, good luck with everything. Right. Okay. Thanks okay. for coming in. So our good friend Max. You know, Max. I, I love me some Max. I'm going to tell. Who's you. Max? Max Oglesby. I just you know thank you. Because you just hang in there. I love your determination and your tenacity. You are great. But he wants to promote that the Crossroads Artisanal Market is tomorrow at the old Harris Teeter Shopping Center. So there on Glen Burnie across the street from Publix. What's an artisanal market? So what they're doing is it's all kinds of crafts and hemp companies and wreath making and all that kind of uh stuff going on and it's going to be a you know people who make things and sell things local arts and crafts can go out there and i think what a great idea max what a great idea and i want to address something too he sent me an email he sent all the um alderman an email about some information um and you know max is a proponent of trying to legalize medical marijuana and getting that and you know thank you max i appreciate that you continually stay on your your message and all i can say to you is continue to go to raleigh please go to raleigh please work from the top down unfortunately i know you think it's the bottom up but in this case it's got to be from the top down and that's why i I know you're gonna be successful and if you just keep at it um he said by the way he has a speeding ticket think i can get you for that Yep. Yep. Call call the Bettis Law Firm, 252-649-1710. But everybody, I think that's a great thing for the um, artisanal market, and you should get out there tomorrow and support that. Uh, Also, too, it's Ghost Walk. 
Ghost Walk. Yeah, so last night it started out in the cemetery. So they had the cemetery We're open. still doing it this year. They, they've got it. They've got it, you know, COVID proof, I guess. So um, if you want more information, go to the Newburn Historical Society and you can get information on it or go to downtownnewburn.com and there's probably a link on that page for it so you can get more information. No, thank you, Max. Um, but you know, get out and enjoy it. I think it's going to be another beautiful, beautiful I remember weekend. when Ghost Walk used to be cold in October. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we got some warm temperatures. Another thing that's happening today at 1030, and unfortunately I've got another commitment, I cannot be there, but there's going to be a, a groundbreaking ceremony for um, the Housing Authority's new apartments they're building on Carolina Avenue. So they're they're going to be building 80 units. They've partnered with a developer, and they are That's going to That's the one over be, by Pembroke. Right? It's you, you enter it off of Trent Road. So if you go down Trent Road, you see the Carolina Avenue um, street, and you turn down there, and you have to go all the way to the end, but they'll be having a groundbreaking ceremony that, there that, at 1030. That, that's low-income housing, or no, what is it? it is... It is afford what they're calling affordable housing, as you and I saw. So 80 units will be built, and you won't know who's public housing, Section 8, market rate. So um, there's 80 units. Of the 80 units, 24 units will be committed to public housing units. So people that are living in Trent Court, uh, the Towers, Craven Terrace, could apply and get one of the units at the public housing rate. So then there's a section eight rate and then it, it's based on your income. Okay. So, and then there's, um, you know, market rate, but you know, this is, this it's is a the good future thing. of housing as we have seen across the state when we went to visit in our time in office, that housing is changing. It's not barrack style. Everybody that lives there is, herded into this, you know, low income community. It should not be that you should not be judged by the address at which you live. You should be judged by you. So 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, when people say I live on Carolina Avenue, okay, great. You live on Carolina Avenue. It's not, you know, I live at Trent court and you all of a sudden you get a vision of, of who that person is. So, um, I think that it's a good thing. We're supportive of it. We'd like to see about another 200 units come into New Bern uh, because we need um, affordable, what we call affordable housing. We need entry, what we call entry level housing for people like first year teachers, policemen, you know, um, other entry level workers that need housing and it would be affordable. So we are constantly working on that, talking about it. And, you know, we're how long is it going to take the, uh, those houses to, to be built? That, that housing? Um, they should be open by next spring. Well, then you better call Suddenlink now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that has definitely been the topic of the day is Suddenlink. There's no doubt about it. That has been the they'll topic. They'll still give of you the they'll day. still give you the timeline of yes, we'll be here be there between okay because today and next year. Prepare to know year. the name Charles Tyndale, the new chairman of Oh Lord. <laughs> yes. I am understanding that you are very 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 frustrated. What what village are you from? <laughs> I'm not from any village. It's 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 awesome to me when the guy is clearly from India, but he's like, "No, my name is Joe." <laughs> yeah, like, How may I help you, please? And you hear this in the background. I'm like, where? Are you <laughs> <from>? <laughs> 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 
stop, 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 stop. No, it's true. I heard you that. You know, I was so glad to have Miss George on this morning. I learned something about her that I just, you know, and I've You chicks just band before. together. You know. Not that we band together, but I mean, it was good for her to, you know, state her case. And I think she did an excellent job. I really do. I mean. She is and, unflappable. And, and and based on the comments that we saw, I think most people agreed. Yes. You say? Most people liked hearing from her. I, You know, there's, there's something that's that I, I'm noticing this season is missing. The last couple of years, I've sat people at that table and we've talked to candidates and introduced, but there's nobody else doing it this year. We're doing it. Except, we're, except City Talk. I so afraid to, to talk. And I want to talk to both sides of the fence, regardless of what my leanings are, my political affiliation. I'll talk to both sides of the fe- fence and I will ask both of them the same questions. I have no issue. And that's what we have to get away from. Some of my very dearest friends are Democrats and I love them. I love them from who they are. I don't love their politics, but I love them. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And we have got to stop this hatefulness. And we also have to get the facts. You know, the Democrats have their facts. The Republicans have their facts. But guess what? The true facts are in the middle somewhere. Look, I just get my uh, facts from the QAnon reports that come out. That's about where I get them from, too. QAnon. Have mercy. And all of, all of my secret underground I mean, squirrel meetings. You know, and I think that business people who own businesses and are in business definitely think differently than, than people who don't. And I, I guess it's just you, you form your philosophy and your thoughts pro, thought process based on your environment, I think. And I think that changed. So um, we, we, why don't if you want exciting conversation, invite school board candidates. That's what I hey, want. I want the school board hey, candidates on hey, here. I have no issue, but nobody's who's, who's running for we, school we board. We continue to, to say, come on, and nobody has taken us up on it, and that's okay. You well, Miss um, George came on, and uh, Judge Rowe came on. Yep. And the regular media is not doing justice to these candidates, I, says I Phyllis. I agree. I totally agree with you. And, hey, I'll sit here. You know, Charles, go ahead. Schedule a day. Just let me get it on my calendar. I'll sit here for several hours and bring them in one by one, and we'll let them go at it. I don't. You I'm know, down you, for that. You did a very effective job when we were running the last time and mm-hmm. interviewing all of the candidates for City of New York. Yeah, Earth. where are you on this one? I'm ta- I'm taking a break, man. I, I, 2020 is the year I get to take off. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did we have Bethany out there? No, she, she, she'll she be on next week, and we're going to be talking about Parkinson's and some of the things that she's doing. So next week she'll be able to call in. Um, oh, man, I was looking forward to Bethany today. Uh, well... She this was her schedule is for next week. So we'll Bethany, get on your bicycle and ride down here right now. <laughs> I'll give you money. <laughs> you are so bad. You are. I will. I'll donate. Constantly. Oh, I'm sorry. I left my wallet in the car. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it fell, and that you hurt your back trying to pick it up. <laughs> That's what he's calling it. Hey, my back. He's crazy. Uh, uh, I, I do want to give a, a shout out to um. Uh, Ken Fairchild, he is our he is our contractor. Okay. Um, Ken Fairchild built us a beautiful home. That's we're gonna awesome. get. We're it's probably gonna be moving fabulous. into it. Uh, probably gonna be moving into it today. Um, and uh, Ken and all the 
subcontractors. There are really good people out there who, who are building good homes. You know, I made a comment. You made a comment about new housing starts are way up. Mm-hmm. That was about three weeks ago. Right. And I said, I just want to hear about new housing finishes. Yeah, right. So Ken heard it on the radio. <laughs> Ken heard it on the radio and goes, huh, huh, was that a jab? And I want to say there are new housing finishes. Ken, you've done a wonderful job. Yeah. Ken Fairchild. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and building is still happening. I'll tell you, Blue Water Rise is seeing houses built left and right. And it's really hard to even get a contractor now because there's so many houses, you know. And it's hard. And it's hard because of the materials, too. The cost of the materials has gone way up, the availability. So I'm going to be so glad to get out of all this mess, We y'all. We started mm. building in the sweet spot right before right before the scarcity of resources came up. Right. Because now lumber is three times as expensive as it was when we when we started. Right. And, and, you know, it really has, you know, fortunately we made the house out of straw. The, the three little pigs. And the guy there. next to us has a stick. No house. brick. <laughs> Lee, that's why I love you, honey. That's why we have such, such good conversation. But, um, I want the, I want the, um, the candidates for let's, let's, let's call them the, can, yeah, the school board because that, that is a, of calling the school board candidates. Hey, yeah, check this out. Wants to come on and uh, we'll go at it. I see signs for them everywhere. I just can't remember who they are. Sorry, Geneva Pave County line. You know, we don't own that road. Get the state. Call the state. Call the state. <laughs> you know, or or tell them to release it to the city. I don't I don't know. I don't think they're, they're going to do that. But I know it's uh, hectic out there. But that's that's the issue. And that sometimes people just it's difficult because they don't have the correct information. And, you know, we have boundaries. We can own, our taxpayers pay for us to take care of the city of Newburn. We can't step out somewhere else and take care of it, even though it impacts it. Yes, you know, traffic is insane down Old Airport, even with the speed limit change. But let me tell you something. You have an incredible alderman in Bobby Astor. He is on it. He's responsive. He's engaged. Um, I have never enjoyed working with somebody as much as I've enjoyed working with Bobby Astor as an alderman. I mean, I enjoyed working with him when he was the fire chief, but as an alderman, he, he gets it, he understands it. And, you know, he got the speed limit changed. And I guess if people get enough tickets over there, call me, if you get the tickets, (laughs) they'll they'll slow down, but we're, uh, you know, Bobby Astor's the person to work it for you. Uh, Joel wants the noise ordinance enforced. Yes, call 633-2020 is the non-emergency police number, 633-2020. And that's the number to call if you feel there's a violation. Our ordinance is such now, it, it it's based on decibel readings. Um, the officers have been changed. Um, and yeah, you're right, tired of boomy, loud music from cars. But unfortunately... The policeman has to be there because if you call them, by the time they get there, you know, the car is already gone. But And I'm sorry, that was me. You have uh, become an old grump. I'm so sorry. Sorry, that was me in the car, <laughs> but I love Barry Manilow. <laughs> and so I will blast that with all the treble up. Mandy? Oh, Mandy. Let me tell you well, you came and you gave. That was one of the taking. best. I, I saw Barry Manilow in Las Vegas. At the Las Vegas Hilton. That was the best concert I have ever been. Let me tell you something. The whole night he sang one right. All of his 
you know, famous songs. And well, he writes the songs that make the young girls cry. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was, I'm so glad I got the opportunity to be able to see that. I've seen some fabulous concerts in my life. Of course, growing up in New York, being close to Madison Square Garden, I mean, I have, I've seen, you know, The Who. I've seen, I was in Madison Square Garden the night Sly from Sly and the Family Stone. They got married in Madison Square Garden. You talk about Very a place. That was great. Well, I've seen, you know, um, Stairway to Heaven being sung in Madison Square Garden with everybody. What? Really? With everybody flicking their, their lighters. I mean, you talk about that ending. Oh, I've just seen some great concerts. Great. <laughs> the Bronx. I wish you could zoom in on her yeah, eyes. I, I she was, is lighting was, up over this Barry Manilow issue. <laughs> It was either Barry Manilow or White Snake. I can't decide which one I liked. Yeah, I've not. Well, <laughs> but Barry Manilow was the guy. Um, okay, so Diane says she wants to get in touch with Alderman Kenzie. Big talk about Derby Park and Racetrack Road on next door. The people want sidewalks and a traffic light at Noose and Racetrack. Most do not want road shoulders. Yes, 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 yes. Call Alderman Kenzie. Talk to your alderman in that ward. I mean, we're being presented with the information. We have not made a total decision. We have um, given direction to move in a direction, but we have not made the final decision. So now is the time to get up with him. Also ask for a, a town hall meeting where a meeting of the residents so, the, so they can be heard and then come to talk to us. Um, so they want to put sidewalks down Racetrack Road to go down past Latitude Church, that area? Yeah. They want to. They want to. Is there a lot of foot traffic down there? Well, you know, I guess the kids and bikes and other things. It's racetrack Um, road. Why don't you go to Slowpoke Road and walk there? It's less dangerous. (laughs) It's racetrack road. Stop walking on it. And and you know the problem. I understand that people are concerned about the speed, but we got to just keep giving them tickets. At some point, you know. People just don't obey speed limits anymore. They just do what they want to do. And until you give tickets and people know you're going to get a ticket on that road, um, I think that does more than putting a sign or changing the speed limit or whatever. So Just change the name of it to slow the heck down road. Yeah, it's one of those things. So we're coming up on 8.58 this morning. We've had a good show today. What Lots in the of world? good information. What Our in the world? sudden link conversation was just awesome. Well, you have two – you know, you have – from from having Judge Rowe and uh, Miss George on this morning, uh, you have two starkly different candidates there. One of them, um, one of them, uh, I don't think has trial experience, but she has legislative experience and she knows statutes. Uh, and that's Clint, important. Yeah, no, and and that's what that's what that's what I'm saying. One of them knows the statutes inside and out. I don't think she has any trial experience. Uh, Judge Rowe has a lot of trial experience. Um, has a lot of trial experience on his feet, and and so you go out and, and learn about both the learn about both the candidates. Go, um, right. be George. Uh, what what's the website? Uh, for Judge. Yep, got be it George up. For Judge. So George dot com. So it, it, they're starkly they're starkly uh, contrasting kind of things, and I'm glad to have met them both. Yeah, I, I think it was great. Um, get out and support Ghost Walk. If you want to do something fun this weekend, Ghost Walk. It's always fun to go into the cemetery and to see what they've come up with in this COVID crazy world. Where Are we still doing in. the Christmas parade? I don't know. I don't know about all that yet. I'll have I'll have announcement for that in the next week or two. We're working on some stuff. I'll tell you what we do need, though. Anybody out there who would like to be Santa. We desperately Charles. I thought Charles was going to be yes, Santa. I, I did volunteer for but that. We've yes. got to have. 
more than one Santa. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. need we need an army of Santas. We need an army of Santas because it's just. I mean, I can be in more than one place at and, once. And, clearly, and well, you're omnipresent. We've got to do <laughs> some virtual and some at present, so we we need at both times. So that's the issue. So we we definitely knew that. And the last comment is the Board of Education has become the most contentious race I've ever seen locally. I totally agree, and I'm so glad I don't have children in school right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, get the Board of Education members or yeah, candidates to, to come down here. Let's let's talk about these right. issues. Yeah. I might be able to pull I, that off. And then Geneva's in the comment section, and I know she yes, and a few other engaged. people are handling some Geneva, stuff. get the candidates out here for us, and we'll, we'll talk to them. So, everybody, I hope you have a fabulous weekend, a great week, because before you know it, it'll be Friday again in time for Every day's Hope. Friday. Absolutely. And, Lee, guess what we're going to do? I have no idea. We're going to oh, see, see you on the, on the sidewalks, we'll everybody. Have a great, we won't recognize great day, you with the great masks. weekend, and thanks for joining us. <laughs>